Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to the Agents of Mace podcast. This is Elisa. I'm here with Drew and Luke. And today we are going to be talking about something that is not in the actual MCU. This is our very first outside of the MCU movie review slash discussion slash potential rag fest. I think I'm ready for that. Uh, we're going to be talking about X-Men Days of Future Back. No, we're talking about <laughs> First Class. <laughs> first Class. I've got all these other ones all mixed up in my head. Okay. That went well, Drew. I'm glad yeah. that you wanted me to do the intro yeah. this week. You're welcome. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, I wish we were talking about Days of Future Past. Um, <laughs> I am, as we all know, a big X-Men fan. And uh, I was nervous when they said they were doing this because... Again, I'm also a huge Wolverine fan, and at the time, Hugh Jackman was still Wolverining all the time. So I was like, how are they going to do this? It's going to be weird. They're going to make him young. Like, what are we doing? Retconning stuff? This is dumb. Um, and then, sure enough, it is really dumb, but <laughs> it uh, it's okay enough, I guess. Like, you know, once every couple of years, you get to watch in, and you're good. You don't need to watch it. Just like uh, the Fantastic Four movies, which we'll get to eventually, but those are the same way. It's like, do I want to watch it? No. But every <sighs> two or three years, I'm like, I got to remind myself. Two to three. That's more like <laughs> I have to check to and say if this is still bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I just want to make sure that, like, it's not holding up, right? It is still terrible. <laughs> I can't remember where I was recently. I want to say this was like sometime last year during like all the, the you know, stuff that was going on in the world. I feel like, I know I was somewhere and the movies were very limited, but Fantastic Four was an option. And I was like, okay, let me just check this out and see how it is. And I was just kind of like, oh, no. I think it was actually, I actually, I want to say it was a second one. I believe it was the second one. 
Oh, and I was just like, oh, this is like cringeworthy. <laughs> I think I lasted like three minutes and then I was like, okay, I can't do this. So see, we if we set the bar <clears throat> like from what of the legacy movies would you rate the best? Probably like Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man 1, something like that. Probably be up here. And then Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfers, like the bottom. First class kind of ranks a li- at least a little bit in the middle, if not above the middle, for me at least. Of out of yeah, all for of me, them. for me, it would be like probably right above the middle. This is one I do enjoy, and we'll we'll go into our all of our reasons why why we like don't like what we don't like. But yeah, this is one I don't mind. I could watch this one like once a year. Like, I I really enjoy this movie. Elisa. I feel like you have different thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had never seen uh, I had never seen this before, and I also, you know, <laughs> I have never seen either of the uh, of the Fantastic Four movies. Oh, yet because oh. they looked stupid. But yeah. I look yep. forward to watching them <laughs> with you guys. Um, I didn't particularly enjoy this movie. Um, we'll we'll get into specifics later but yeah just i think the thing that bothered me the most was the way they portrayed the female characters but also the dialogue was just really bad (laughs) was it the dialogue or was it the acting though well okay there are probably a couple of instances where it was the acting Uh, I can think of one, especially January Jones. Um, (laughs) But (laughs) not to name any names. Uh, (laughs) Not to name names. Not to name names. Nice uh, little Miss uh, Draper's wife was she Betty? Uh, Betty, yeah, Betty. Betty. (laughs) Miss Betty Draper, Birdie. Yeah, Uh, (laughs) yeah. But I think I think overall, it's that the writing just isn't. Good. There's not a single memorable line from this movie except for Wolverines. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my understanding is that basically it's not in the script. They just told Hugh Jackman he could use the F word whenever he responded to them. <laughs> and he came up with a variety of responses and they kept that one. Well, for anyone who hasn't seen <laughs> uh, this movie, we'll, we'll do a quick recap. Um, pretty much it's just where the X-Men came from. Uh, it starts with two kind of main X-Men characters' stories. So we get to see Eric, who's Magneto, uh, going through being a child in World War II, being in a concentration camp, finding out he has powers. And then we get to see Charles Xavier, uh, learn that he has power. Well, I guess he kind of knows he has powers the whole time. So he doesn't learn that he has powers, but he has powers and he's just like a normal guy walking around on two legs, um, <laughs> drinking boots of beer and stuff. Uh, and then he decides that he is going to form a class of mutants. Um, there's a whole plot line that has to do with the main bad guy trying to start a war, basically. Um, good old Kevin Bacon. Yeah, good <clears throat> Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Um, 
And so they're going to create this group of mutants uh, originally to kind of, it's weird. They're like trying to prove that mutants are dangerous so that the army will take the mutant threat seriously, but also like, but not all of us are dangerous. So don't hate all of us. It's a weird, goes back to the weird writing of this movie. But um, anyway, I digress. They get to a point where they are all fighting Kevin Bacon. They're able to stop him with dirty dancing. No, just kidding. Not Kevin what? Bacon. <laughs> no. No, if no, only. No. No. <laughs> Wrong movie. Look, I watch comic book movies. Um, and then they. Quick, real quick side note: I did watch the original Footloose for the first time like a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick Swayze. That's who it stuck in my head. Yeah, Dirty Dancing is Patrick Swayze. Um, yeah. Well, they beat him. They beat Kim Bacon, and then Magneto decides no more i'm not a good guy anymore and he kind of turns and deflects a bullet into charles xavier's back which is just a ridiculous whatever um and that's how we kind of get the mutants that we know and love end of story there is a lot of nothingness that also happens in this movie um but there are some of my favorite things which are training montages especially training montages <laughs> with superpowers so we get to see that a couple times which is a lot of fun um but yeah so now if you have never seen this movie now you're completely caught up <laughs> you're spoiled <laughs> yes yes but this movie came out 10 years ago so you should have been on that yeah i'm not we're not even going to spoiler alert this episode because you know what we do. Because we don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess to start at the beginning, I just feel like I thought Magneto's story was really cool. I was like, okay, this is like exciting to see what got him to where he is. I feel like it was a little ridiculous to imagine this kid that can do all this stuff like didn't do more for the war effort um but whatever but then <laughs> charles xavier's story is the most nonsensical boring like what are you talking about story ever it's just like a smart guy who has powers who knows he has powers and knows he's a smart guy trying to convince everyone else that mutation is a thing and it's good and then he meets Raven who just shows up mystique. If you don't know who Raven is just shows up at his house to steal food. And I was like, what? But she can change into anything. Why is she breaking into this house to steal food? She could literally go to the store and change into someone that works at the store and pick up some food and walk out of the store with the food. I don't know. I feel like they she's like none. Give her a break. Yeah, but they were like kid, <laughs> kids at that point. Whatever. I she could have done it. <laughs> so I I don't Maybe. know. I I think it was a it was a lackluster start to a lackluster movie. <laughs> 
the worst part about uh, about them including Magneto's origin is because I was looking at the uh, trivia on IMDb, and that's apparently what this movie was originally supposed to be. It was supposed to be a Magneto origins movie, kind of like Wolverine origins, but like good. And it was supposed to be. They said they said it would be a lot like the movie uh, the. Pianist, the one with uh, uh-huh. Adrian Brody. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it would have been like this Holocaust set origin for Magneto. And it probably would have been great if they could have gotten Michael Fassbender for that. That would have been the movie. That could have been awesome. But instead we get like this, which again, not good. Yeah, I think if they if they had done that. And changed it up a little bit. Because I agree. I think Michael Fassbender would have been great in this role in a, like, standalone solo movie. Um, So maybe, like, advancing his age a little bit. And, like, yeah, it wouldn't stick directly with the comic books. But, like, so what? Like, at this point, we should know that we make the movie universe. They make the comic universe. Sometimes it overlaps. Sometimes it doesn't. It's fine. But I think that would have been cool to see him maybe, like, in his late... Well, I guess Michael Fassbender kind of have to be, like, early 20s. But maybe as him dealing with, like, at the beginning of the rise of the Nazis, they killed his family, and now he has to help the resistance fighters fight back or something. Like, I I could see that being a more interesting and compelling movie, getting to focus on one person rather than, like, loosely tossing a bunch of characters origins in there like all at once and some of them they didn't even really explain they were just like god here's this character get him here all right he's in here now he's this character and you're like what what Great. you spent 45 minutes <laughs> telling us about how charles xavier sadly got drunk at a bar sadly that's things that we're still facing to this day yeah that's true um Let's not even get into Suicide Squad. <laughs> Charles was much more preoccupied with picking up randos at the bar than I expected him to be. But yeah, I don't know. yeah, they. It's weird because they make it seem like when he gets shot in the back in the end of the movie, that somehow. Well, not not even because we're not we're not even to that part of the following movie yet <laughs> because he gets shot at the end of this movie and it's just over. But then the next time we see him, he's all mopey because he got shot, and then all of a sudden he's wise, and it's like, what, what? Weren't you twenty seven like two weeks? Yeah, ago? <laughs> like it's it's very confusing. And on that note, it's very confusing to follow the timeline of this movie. They never really give us a like oh, they trained for a year, or, oh, they trained for two days, and then they went on to fight everyone. Like, it's it's odd. It was four hours. <laughs> Pretty much. Actually, seven minutes. it was real time. Yeah, what we saw was real time. <laughs> um, I just, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I love a movie where there's, like, a lot of different superheroes, and we get to see all of their cool powers, like... Remember that terrible movie, Sky High? It's like okay, that's uh, not a terrible movie. <laughs> I I really that's enjoyed Sky High because it was like every scene you get to see somebody else's superpower. So I'm all for that. I just feel like this movie does it in a way where it's like they really only give everyone one move, 
quote unquote. Mm. Um, and that's like the thing that they do. That's their power. <laughs> and it's like, but that's the whole, I don't know. The whole like thing in X-Men is that like, nobody just has one power. They all have multiple powers, whether it's like something mm-hmm. as simple as Wolverine has claws and a healing factor Right. And adamantium bones. It's like there, there's all these layers where in this movie it was just like this guy turns into rocks, this guy flies, or this lady flies, this guy shoots laser beams, this guy's a monster. That's it. Well, Emma Frost does have telepathy and diamond powers, so that's two. True. But she might be the only one. But yeah, but I think uh, other than her, we don't really see anyone else do more things i mean the one guy that can like change his skin into like different things mm-hmm. literally changes into a rock and then he changes into a rock again and the only thing he <laughs> the only thing we see him change into is when he's about to die his body slowly changes into like three or four different things and then he dies and i was like what i mean a rock doesn't seem like the hardest substance out of all the substances he could change into so why did he keep changing into a rock the thing that bummed me the, out the most about Darwin was he had the coolest power. And I was genuinely like, oh, how are the bad guys going to defeat him? And then they do, like, first. <laughs> like, he had no screen time, except he was like, look, I have gills when I'm underwater. Yeah. And then they hit me and I turn into rocks. I could do literally anything. I was like, wow, that's an impressive ability. And then just, like, he's out. Yeah, gone. He was actually yeah, the weakest one. <laughs> the weakest link. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> even even the bad guys were kind of like I don't know. Azazel was just Nightcrawler but red. Mm-hmm. The tornado yes. guy literally had like the worst power it seemed like. All he could do was make tornadoes. Like that just seems basically He had pointless. great hair though. He did and it whipped around really well. Um I mean Kevin Bacon had cool powers. And seemed like pretty unstoppable. And then it was just like, oh, like uh, the whole making the helmet thing. Like he got this helmet to protect his mind from telepaths. Like that just seemed even Magneto having the helmet in comics was always kind of like a. Oh, it it seems like they made a character too overpowered. So they were like, how are we going to make someone that? can fight against him i know give him a metal helmet and then you can't read his thoughts and it's like that doesn't make sense but okay (laughs) like you could still see his face so couldn't you see his thoughts through his face i don't know it doesn't make sense so it was just weird that he made the helmet and then immediately you're like okay well that's magneto's helmet that's Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen so it just seemed like a dumb plot point solely to get us to magneto having a helmet other than that had no purpose it truly didn't (laughs) i i wanted so much more out of this movie because i really liked the first three x-men movies and i third one look (laughs) it's not great but it's better it's better than the new dark phoenix movie yeah, the new Dark Phoenix was rough. Yeah. It, that was really rough. It was better than that. So <laughs> the bar has been set, and I feel like they 
under-delivered on something that seems so easy. Like, they could have easily done something better. Even, even setting it further in the future. So Charles Xavier is already Charles Xavier. Like, we didn't need to see him get shot and be paralyzed. Like, we didn't need to see that. He could have been already bald Charles Xavier starting his school, getting students, and then sending them on a mission to fight Magneto. The end of story. Mm -hmm. You didn't need to introduce Kevin Bacon's character and tell us this whole backstory and the CIA keeps popping up and it's like, what is this? Who Who is this character that you threw in here that doesn't have any powers? Why is she here? Like, uh, I don't know. Yeah, Rose Burns' character, the journalist. Yeah. Or no, she's, or she is the CIA. She's, she is, Sorry. She's it's CIA. just, she, okay. She had zero personality. She was a plot device. I waited the entire movie for her to die. <laughs> That was, I, I mean, and like, no shade at Rose Byrne. She's a wonderful actress. I've loved her in like virtually everything I've ever seen her in, but they don't give her anything to do here. And again, I'm really irritated at how they portrayed all these girls in the movie. Like her first scene, she gets out of the car and she's like in a stripper outfit. <laughs> There's, did she know she was going inside or she was just like, I have to be prepared just in case I have to blend in with the strippers. And even then I was like, they're outside on the street in Las Vegas. I don't think you're allowed to do that. Even in Las Vegas. <laughs> also, all of those girls looked like they really just needed to eat. They need to feed those poor girls. And so exposing their bodies for little to no purpose over and over again there are like three scenes set in this strip club yeah <laughs> and like i think that virtually every girl character is nude or partially nude at some point in this movie yeah yeah it's ridiculous even like the part where uh emma is like tricking the guy into thinking that she's like messing around with him and so she's like doing a brain projection, but she's actually like in her lingerie off to the side. There was no purpose in that except to have two January Joneses on screen in lingerie at the same time. Pretty much. So I was just so irritated. The only character with a personality is Mystique. And I did really like her. I mean, and of course, Jennifer Lawrence is great. Everybody loves Jennifer Lawrence. And I felt so bad for her the whole time because she's clearly really into McAvoy. And then he's like, no. And then she likes Beast, and he's also like, no. <laughs> but also, Mace was making fun of me, because the whole time I was like, girl, Magneto's right there. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's into you. He's also like, no, you know? Until he's like, yes. Well, yeah. He's no until he's yes, but... <laughs> yeah, he's five seconds from no to yes. <laughs> I, I totally agree with, like, well, first of all, look up a... If you just go on Google and you type in Mystique from comics she wears clothing she's not just walking around nude like she has clothes on so i've always thought that that was a weird weird art choice to make, yeah you know? weird like, artistic why, why would choice they go that route? like who are you trying to get to come watch this movie because you have a essentially nude bodysuit villain like or in this movie hero I don't know. I thought that was weird. But I also agree because not only does the CIA girl start her intro in this movie as a stripper, <laughs> but also one of the heroes that they get 
that has wings, she's also a stripper. Also a stripper. Yeah. And it's like, why why is that what you have to portray? Why do they have to be stripper mutants? Like that doesn't make sense. So no. I agree. Also, okay, she was Angel, right? Uh the stripper mutant, was she Angel? Not I can't remember what they were calling her. I feel maybe Mason called her uh Said her name was Angel. Because I, I was remember. like, there's a boy named Angel. I remember that yes. from the other Oh, movies. this was uh, Zoe Kravitz character. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, Angel Salvador. Yeah, that was like her oh, So name. her first name is Angel. But yeah. she That's wasn't, not her mutant name. Yeah, she wasn't Angel. Archangel. Okay, okay. Right. Okay, yeah, I thought that was confusing. I was like, are they retconning that character? Is he a girl now? Is he a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me the things that they did semi retcon like the the whole putting wolverine in there i get it funny <laughs> i enjoyed it i had a laugh but it's weird to think that then down the line whenever they like in x1 the original first x-men movie like Wolverine comes to the mansion, he's like, "What is this? Who are who are you? What are you doing here?" And it's like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he would remember who that was, and I know that like we haven't gotten to X Men Origins Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's all that's a whole other thing, <laughs> and like he loses his memory. Like okay, whatever. It just it just seemed forced. Like a forced cameo to get maybe his name on the billing for the movie or something. Like, I I don't know. Again, love a montage. (laughs) All about montages. (laughs) But it just felt, it felt too pushed on us. Like, look, Wolverine. Ah. He's not actually in the movie, but look at him. So, I don't know. I, I felt like they did that a couple times in this movie. Maybe. <laughs> um, well, I guess we could talk about some uh, Easter eggs, sort of, that do pop up in this movie that are more like, I don't know. I don't even know if you would call them Easter eggs if you think about the following movies because stuff comes back up. But uh, in... We're introduced to William Stryker Sr., who, if you don't know, William Stryker is the one who puts Wolverine through the Weapon X program and is kind of a creepy bad guy, good guy, bad guy. We don't really know. He works for the government. He's kind of bad, but also works for the government, so we're supposed to think he's good. I don't know. But we get to see his father, and his father mentions um, younger William Stryker, which cool okay here's a mention to somebody that shows up in later movies this is also like a weird movie because we don't really know if it's tied to the original x-men trilogy um i feel like sometimes they say it is sometimes they say it isn't but whenever they say it is it doesn't make sense because there are things that happen later in this (laughs) x-men series of movies that like couldn't happen because of the other x-men movies so it's like are we already seeing multiverse stuff? Like, all right, these are all variants. So 
it's all explained away. Um, we also get to see a young uh, Storm when mm-hmm. Charles is looking through the Cerebro, which was kind of cool. Like, okay, another another little tidbit of somebody that comes back in another movie. Um, the last one that I had was that Magneto refers to the mutants who side with him as brothers, which was cool mm. because Magneto is the leader of the Brotherhood of Mutants. Uh, so I thought that was kind of like a cool little nod. Um, the other two seemed like, again, in your face, like, look at this, you know this person. <laughs> but that one was kind of a fun nod because, I don't know, they don't. I don't think they call it the Brotherhood in the original X-Men movies. It's just... Yeah, I call it... <laughs> I caught the other two, the first two, and you know it's like not a well-hidden Easter egg if I see it the first time that I watch something. <laughs> oh, no, it was shoved in your face. <laughs> Easter yeah. egg is loose term. <laughs> right. It's just the way you had Easter eggs when it's like two-year-olds looking for them. Yeah, yeah, the just the giant Easter eggs that you see at the store. <laughs> Have a whole rabbit inside. <laughs> uh, well, I guess apart from the obvious downsides to this movie uh what were the things that you guys liked about it i'm ready to go because i feel like i'm on an island here (laughs) (laughs) let y'all dog on this enough take it away sorry take it away tell the people why they should watch it's okay it's okay listeners i'm gonna 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 liven try to liven it up a little bit is this a great movie no there are definitely issues and and i the bulk of which i'll talk about i agree but there were things that i really liked about this and again i may be on an island here and i'm okay with that the biggest thing for me that i really enjoyed was just the chemistry between james mcavoy and michael fassbender personally i thought they cast um charles and eric very well um, for me, I was easily able to look past the negatives in this movie because I was very invested in them. Um, the thing, the thing with X-Men, which this one probably didn't get too into, you you get more of it later. X-Men is very political. Like, I mean, this is very against like, you know, and this is, could be metaphors to other things, but you know, these are like, no one understands these mutants and, you're kind of split down the middle. So seeing these two characters evolve and how they change and view things, because it's really fascinating to see like points where they're kind of like on the same side of things and you kind of start seeing them split apart, but they're always trying to fight together. Um, the, I, I love these two characters within X-Men um, because it's like they're friends. They have this bond, but their beliefs are so strong. That's kind of what keeps them apart. So seeing that grow between these characters and how they develop is really fascinating. A lot of the stuff regarding Charles Xavier, did we need? No, we. I agree. We probably could have jumped ahead. I think that would have been fine. Um, taking that approach like they're doing now with the newer Spider-Man. Like, we don't need to see that core origin. We get it. We are very familiar with that character. Like, when you think of Charles Xavier, if you're a fan, you're immediately going to think, okay, like, he's, you know, he can't walk. He's super strong, doesn't have, you know, he's the bald guy, but leads this group. And yeah, I would have been totally cool if they were able to like 
even if it wasn't James McAvoy, if they, even they could have find someone to fit that role a little bit more, a little bit further down the line, I would have been fine with. As long as the chemistry's there, that's the key. Mm. These two characters have to have strong chemistry. I really enjoyed their chemistry. So for me, that's what I enjoyed so much about this. Um, the Easter eggs were fun. Um, and I think Jennifer Lawrence did a pretty solid job as Raven as well. Um, trying to think of any other character I really liked, you know, like I think the villain was, I wasn't very familiar with Sebastian Shaw. Like I didn't, I wasn't buying that, but you know, getting, uh, I think Nicholas Holt was pretty strong as Hank, um, beast character and he stuck with it, which is great. Um, there was characters I was really hoping for that we don't get to like later down the line. Um, which is a little disappointing because I grew up with like the X-Men series. I don't know if either of you like watch the comic uh, or not, or like the cartoon one. Like, yeah. Cause, uh, yeah, right. Um, because there's so many core characters there. Like we never got through any of these movies and I wish I, I, if there's anything, I wish we could have gotten more of that. But, um, man, I think if Michael Fassbender would, would want to come back and do like a solo one, like y'all were talking about earlier, I would be all for that. Yeah. Like, I think if he wanted to come back and even if it's like some newer origin esque type thing, I'm down for it. Well, it's, I always appreciate like that. They've been able to like reuse some of the scenes. I, I think some people may not care for that, but I like that because it just kind of like, it's that glue that ties the whole X-Men universe that they've created together. Um, and so I really enjoyed that. Um, overall, like if you look at Matthew Vaughn, um, you know, he was kind of going off the high of kick-ass cause he did kick-ass right before this one. And that's a film I really enjoy. So, you know, he could have potentially done a little bit better here with the overall vision. I think, um, I wonder, I wonder if having that high from kick at doing kick-ass and that being so, so incredible, like that was so unique if that kind of like got in his head a little bit to like steer him off direction here. Yeah. And like, I I could see that because it does seem like this movie, they were trying to do new things and like, there's moments where, yeah, it's like, were they trying a little too hard? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, they were Um, trying really hard to be like, this isn't your, this isn't your grandma's X-Men movie. This is the new. And it was like, you don't need to do that. We like X-Men. What, what I, I want what I would have really like push, push it a little bit further down the timeline, but keep that, that political side of things. Like this is such one of those things, like no one, like if you're not a mutant mutant, you just don't get it. And the people that have power want to stop it mm-hmm. and tear it down and, and prevent it. Cause they're, you know, they're looking at it like this is a virus. This is going to take over and kill everyone. And like, you know, like, Charles is like already zoned like no you got to like work with us we're you know it's good like utilize us and uh, like that that's the side of it that I love and I wish I would have seen like a little bit more of that yeah and I but, agree that they had yeah. they had really good chemistry mm-hmm. I think of the two of them like you said Matt, Michael Fassbender was probably the best cast yeah. character oh, yeah. in this entire movie yeah um apart from Hugh Jackman um (laughs) he will always be wolverine like i mean he's logan like i think they it's like 
it's like with uh, Charles Xavier in this string of movies, of X-Men movies, mm-hmm. with this cast. They are taking his story so slow. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Eric, they're taking his story at, like, light speed. It's mm-hmm. like every one of these movies, we see him at, like, a completely different storyline. Like, even the, the newest one of this cast was dark Phoenix. And in that one, he's essentially tried trying to create paradise Island as like this. Oh, it's this haven for mutants and stuff. And it's like, well, he doesn't get there until like way down the line in the story, like old, older Charles or uh, Magneto is the one that sets up paradise Island. And that's like a whole nother story arc with Wanda and, uh, it's it's just like why are you speeding through Michael Fassbender? He's so good. Give him a movie that's maybe a parallel to this movie, and it's all about him finding the Brotherhood of Mutants. I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be really cool. And you could even pull in like Blob and Toad and stuff from oh, the other movies. Yeah, like I yeah. think that would be really cool. Yeah, I'd I'd be more interested in watching that than watching this movie. <laughs> yeah so if anyone from marvel disney listening like get the story down right pace it right don't don't mess up characters and try to like move them too slow too fast like yeah cast well make sure there's chemistry yeah build out this universe especially because these movies weren't made first like if this was mm-hmm. if this was the first x-men movie i could understand like yeah. you want to make sure people get all the high points from the comics because you don't know if this is going to be a series that's going to last forever. But now seeing how Marvel has just taken off with all these movies, Mm -hmm. first class started after the Marvel universe started. So they had to know that Mm -hmm. like, Hey, these movies could have legs. So why are you speeding through things? Well, I think (laughs) this is, wasn't this also because, um, what, did Fox still own this? Yeah, the rights to X Men. Yeah. So you got to look at that side of things too. I think, I think that was probably the biggest downside of this is, oh no, like they did something incredible, <laughs> and they're about to take this. We got to hold on to it. Oh, we've only got like a short timeline. Well, let's just spit something out. Yeah, and I'm sure that's probably what happened behind the scenes. They're like, oh, Matthew Vaughn just did Kick Ass. That was really cool. Let's get him on to do X Men and. Here's a bunch of money, and I go make it. Oh, but you need to be done like next week. <laughs> <laughs> Hurry this up! This guy knows a lot about superheroes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, if you look at like uh, if you look at the library under like Fox, you know that's that's what we get is we get things that are probably rushed. Mm-hmm. They're not taking their time with, and they don't want to give over the rights to things. Where like if they would have initially partnered with Marvel, Disney they could have put something really fantastic out earlier. Mm -hmm. But I almost feel like there's a hard line where like Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two were Mm -hmm. good movies. Spider-Man three, it was like all of a sudden maybe someone else was in charge. So they were like, no, no, put all of the villains in this movie. We're going to, we're just going to hit you with like seven different villains. We're going to go real fast through the Spider-Man story. And it's like, no, no, no. Spider-Man one. And then Spider-Man two, did it right. It was like, here's a yeah. villain. Spider-Man fights that villain. Next movie, Spider-Man's kind of dealing with the aftermath of that. 
and mm-hmm. now he fights this other villain. And so it was like, yeah, this is cool. It's like we're learning who Peter Parker is. We're learning what Spider-Man is dealing with. This is fun. And then the third movie, it was just like, boom, Green Goblin, boom, Sandman, boom, uh, Venom. Venom. Yeah, it was just like, stop, yeah. stop, stop. Yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> it, that was a tough one. You know, it's like, did we really need that closing arc for like the whole like who shot uncle Ben. Yeah. 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 You know, like I would have been fine if they wanted to close the arc with green goblin. Right. Like, because that was already developed. Mm -hmm. The venom approach was interesting because I would love a solid venom one more in the sense of the anti Spider-Man. Like it's essentially, you know, Spider-Man facing himself in this whole different way. And, that would have been like incredible. So yeah, like it's like who who really had the reins there, mm-hmm. right? And and I think that along those lines, the original X Men movies were like that too, where it was like the first one was good, mm-hmm. the second yeah. one was better than the first one, but it still wasn't like they weren't throwing thirty things at you. And then the sure, third yeah. one, it was like the third one came out underneath the same people that made the third Spider Man, where they mm-hmm. were just like, yeah, yeah, throw everybody at him. Here, we're just going to put everybody in this movie. Here's 15 villains. Here's 30 X-Men. We're just going to blow through like seven story arcs all at once. It was like, stop, stop. What are you doing? Yeah. And then every movie after that is like that. All the Fantastic Four movies are like that. Yeah. The uh, the Amazing Spider-Man is like that. It's like, yeah. just, just slow down. We want to enjoy these movies. It is hard to, yeah, it's hard to, to wrap your head around some of that stuff sometimes because like, the very final scene in X-Men 2 will be etched in my memory forever. I remember being a teenager, and when, I, when you see that final scene uh, where you see Phoenix under the water, I was just, that was it. Like, I, I'm, I'm in. Like, make everything that incredible. <laughs> I remember, like, as soon as, like, talking to my dad, like, oh, my goodness, did you see that? That was incredible, like, how they're setting that up. And, and it's still, like, I can see it right now in my memory. Make every movie like that. Have that kind of impact. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% It's so easy. Agree. It's so easy. Just <laughs> just do it. Do it better. Just do it. Come on. It's funny that you say that because the X-Men scene that will forever be etched in my mind is two things. One, when Wolverine opens the beer and then he points his claw at the cat and then the cat drinks beer off his claw. And, <laughs> and the scene where he goes back into the school and strikers on one side of the ice wall and he's on the other side. And they have that weird like moment where they touch their <laughs> hands against the wall. <laughs> I, for what, those are the two, whenever I think X-Men, that's immediately what pops to my mind. Wolverine with the claw. The I don't even remember. I can't even really remember those. <laughs> I'm excited. I, I, I'm, I want, I, it's been a while since I've revisited all of these films. So it's exciting to go back through them again. Um, Kind of really at these memories, dreading Wolverine origin a bit. <laughs> that one. I, uh, I'm going to put this out here now as a teaser. I can't wait to explain to you guys how I watched that movie for the first time. <laughs> and it was the most. It made the movie worse, but also better. Okay, so you'll have to wait to find out what happened there. But going back to. <laughs> waste to dry just <laughs> going back to to uh to this movie First uh, class. Elisa were there were there any moments that you enjoyed <laughs> of course 
Like, I'll uh, I'll second what you guys were saying about uh, the cast overall being really well done. Like, and Michael Fassbender's great as Magneto. Uh, James McAvoy is like a stellar actor. Uh, he's extremely likable and talented. Um, before COVID, uh, we were able to go and see a National Theater live uh, production at a theater in Little Rock where he had done uh, Cyrano de Bergerac at the West End in London. Cool. And it was so good. Yeah, he was amazing. Uh, I think his only uh, his only issue in this movie is that I feel like he can't pick an accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah. like you guys were saying, the chemistry between those two is like pitch perfect. Loved that. Um, and Nicholas Hull as Beast, very well cast. And Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique, also really well done. Um, and it was also, it was funny for me seeing uh, Caleb Landry Jones as, golly, what is his name? The little redheaded boy. Oh, uh, uh, the one who uh, screams. Yeah, yeah, Banshee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he. The, the movie that I know him from is Get Out. He's the brother in the family. Well, that's in right. Get Out. Yeah. So when I realized that, I was like, Oh my gosh, he's the creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> they got him real early here. He was good. Um, I'm trying to think other things that I liked about the movie. Ugh. Oh, um, Vaughn is a. Uh, He's a good director. I've enjoyed some of the things that he's done. He's made one of my most favorite movies ever, which is Stardust. Have y'all seen oh, that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, Stardust I have not is great. seen that one. Um, <gasps> that's I, That needs to be on my list. Because I just watched Layer Cake for the first time. It was either last year or the year before. Um, and I've seen Kingsman. Um, yeah, I love Kingsman the Kingsman movies. Yeah. <laughs> it also includes things that are probably unnecessary. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> like, oh, <Yeah>. honey. <laughs> All right, I'll watch Stardust. Yes, go do it. Yeah. Also read the book. Stardust is good. <laughs> well. So, yeah, that stuff was all, that was all fine. Um, but just overall, and again, especially what irked me was the dialogue. Just, not, oh, and the, the get out kid. <laughs> Nori's in the aquarium with the girl and he's like hitting on her. And then she's like, I'd rather go out with the fish. And I feel like that's supposed to be like a mic drop moment. <laughs> And even for a 13-year-old girl, like, that's not, that's not good, sweetheart. Just, there's no, there's no wit in anything anybody says. Mm-hmm. It almost, like, it's very, like, even whenever they're communicating with each other, it, it feels like they've got a script. Mm-hmm. And the script isn't good. <laughs> and and some of them have really, they're just really flat. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember his name, but the guy that plays uh, Alex Summers... I just don't well, ever okay. buy anything his name. that he's doing. Like he just, it just seems like you said, it seems like almost there's a teleprompter. And every time he's saying lines, he's looking at the teleprompter to read the lines. It just doesn't sound natural. His job is to have the last name Summers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> but I think the things that I liked from this I were. Actor. What is his name? Probably the montages. I enjoy those. Um, with the fun transitions. Yo, yeah. Of course. You can't have a montage without transitions. Um, <laughs> this was still early 2000s, right? Um, 2011. So like early, 10 years Early old. 2010s. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that, I don't know. I think that and then I really liked Michael Fassbender. I thought Jennifer Lawrence did a good job 
Beast was man, uh, you know, better than Havoc. I didn't like <laughs> the Screech Kid at all. Uh, he was just weird. <laughs> and uh, same with the other two that they got, Angel and Rockman. I felt like every time they had speaking moments, it was just like, what? What are you talking about? Like, please act a little bit more. <laughs> like you're just standing there saying something. Even the way the guy died, he was just like, oh, it was an yeah, audio podcast, like but he just curious. stuttered and yeah. made a straight face, and then that was it. He died. And I was like, what? what? Yeah, and sometimes the way the characters react to stuff doesn't make sense. Like whenever... Uh, Charles and uh, and Eric come home, and the teenagers they left there have started a party, and they're all like, "Guys, we've been talking about how good you are this entire time. Like, you left a bunch of teens alone. What did you expect was going to happen?" And then, whenever Darwin dies, they're all like really upset. They've known him for approximately three and a half hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally shows up and then dies the same day. Yeah, it's just kind of. Really? Yeah. Well, at least we have something to look forward to with the next one. I think that the the following movies are better than this one, I think. I'm glad they weren't called something stupid like Second Class or something like that. But... (laughs) I did. I did. Although that would be thematically resonant. (laughs) X Men Junior High. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, X Men Days After. And I'm excited. I've only seen uh, Days of Future Past and Apocalypse. I haven't seen X Men Origins. I haven't seen. uh, Gosh, what are the other ones? (laughs) Did you see? Have you seen Logan? No, I haven't seen Logan. Logan. I would count Logan in this. See, I've been meaning to see Logan because everybody says it's really good and I haven't seen it. But people also told me this one was good, so I was really looking forward to it and then this happened. Well, you should look forward to Logan. Logan is actually Logan good. is just okay. absolutely... <laughs> I have not watched the uh, the black and white version of Logan. I haven't either because I feel like that doesn't add to movies for me. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. like, why do they keep doing that? Even Sin City, I was like, is there a color version of this? Because this is dumb. <laughs> I liked it. I like Sin City. <laughs> I like Sin City too, but I also haven't seen it since I was like seventeen. So I don't know. Yeah, if it it's up. one of those like I've I've rewatched. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't really hold up that well, but you know, black and white just seems like you. Don't get me wrong, being a film major and a cinematographer, I understand how different this is. But I'm going to say mm-hmm. it anyway. Black and white films to me nowadays seem like they just got lazy and they didn't want to figure out a color palette for the movie. So they were like, ah, black and white. I know it's not easy. I know you have to light everything differently to get a good looking black and white film. So don't, don't at me. I get it. I understand it's an artistic (laughs) choice. Yeah. I just don't appreciate it because I would rather something full of color. Sure. You got to look at it from the angle of like, Logan is like almost art. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, Yeah. I don't know. I'm not saying like I will watch it. I'm not dying to watch it, but I haven't watched that version, but I'm open to checking it out because I do enjoy that movie that much. Yeah, it is really good. Yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm hoping that once we, we're going to try and do these in a chronological order as far as events, 
So it is going to get muddled <laughs> towards the end <laughs> of these X-Men movies because we started with First Class, not X-Men or Spider-Man, which came before this. But we're kind of like working through them. Right now we're going to do the X-Men stuff. So First Class, then Days of Future Past, then what's the other one? Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Then Dark Phoenix, which like doesn't work because we're going to then do x-men x2 and mm-hmm. x3 which is the dark phoenix like so subtitle yeah. dark phoenix. yeah so <laughs> I, it's a weird there's gonna be a weird disconnect there but i'm excited to kind of go through them and then i guess we'll kind of have to figure out because uh it wasn't in the list that i saw and i just had this thought because i don't think logan is on that list either maybe it is i don't know but uh we're gonna have to add logan we're gonna have to add deadpool Yes. One and so two. Oh boy, I'm excited about Deadpool. So Deadpool I don't well. know. Yeah, New Mutants. So they're on the list. Um, mm-hmm. I would watch it again, mm. but I think I think it has its merit. I don't think that it fits into the X Men universe that they built. Yeah, I don't right, think it right. has a purpose as far as that. Does goes. it have the Stranger Things boy in it? Yes. The yeah, okay. yeah, the the yeah. older brother. Okay. Yeah. And um Anna Taylor, right? What's her name? Anya. Anya. Anya, Anya Taylor Joy. Anya. Yeah, yeah, Anya. Maisie Will- Williams is in it. Yep. Oh. And it, it it's, is darker. It's crazy cuz like the cast, I like all the cast in it, and this was one I was like really excited about, and then it's one of those like it got delayed. Then it got delayed. <laughs> it got delayed like I wonder if it, this one has the record for most delays. And then it's like, everyone was just like, just put it on Disney plus. <laughs> nope. Theater. And then it was like, which is crazy bad. because I remember seeing, I remember seeing it be delayed twice and then mm-hmm. literally never seeing anything else for it again. And then all of a sudden <laughs> one day I was on HBO and it was like new mutants. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. What's new mutants. That looks like a cool movie. <laughs> and I started watching it and I was like, Hold on, this is an X Men movie. What is this movie? Where did this come from? <laughs> I genuinely have no idea when that movie was released because they kept saying it was coming out and then it like didn't. Twenty twenty. This came out right for the like all the pandemic stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. This may have been. Um, I saw. Let me see. Before like all twenty twenty, I did go see the Invisible Man, and then I went and saw this, and I think this may have been like the last movie theater experience i had before everything started shutting down that sucks <laughs> yeah it did suck <laughs> i forgot all about it that this didn't even go to disney plus this went to hbo yeah, it was hbo <laughs> disney plus was just like yeah, no. no thanks <laughs> get away <laughs> well i'm excited about days of future past because i really like that one yeah get ready that for one. a more definitely definitely above first class first class i enjoy there are moments in this that I really like that got me kind of like attached to mostly it's just um, with Charles and Eric, just the chemistry they had was mm-hmm. keeping me invested in these, but the things that they did in days of future past are really cool. Yeah, I mm-hmm. agree. So I know I watched it, but I don't remember anything about it. So. <laughs> well, good. It'll be a refresher. <laughs> yeah. Yay. I'm not sure if my wife has seen this one, so we may need to sit down and I'll watch it with her. Cause that'd be really fun. Yeah. 
yeah and uh feel free any listeners to watch along kind of with us um and then that way you'll you'll be up to date with what it is that we're uh, talking about so just as a reminder this is a patreon exclusive episode uh so if you're listening to this thank you so much for being a patreon subscriber and for those of you who aren't subscribers make sure to subscribe uh, we're going to start doing all of our legacy movie talks and episodes uh, on Patreon exclusively. Um, and then, what, we have one more week? We've got... Not even a week, right? Four days till what yeah. if. So, uh, next week... Yeah, next week. Unless we can get a screen. <laughs> we could get a screener for that. I, <laughs> I meant to message all earlier. Like, we're going to see reviews soon for that. Yeah. Yep. So, so maybe we can uh, push for early access. Ooh, I hope so. Please. <laughs> so if uh, if you uh, if you're following us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or blah 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 all the other podcast services, uh, we thank you as well. Be sure to give us comments. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you didn't like. Tell us your opinions on the movie so we can talk about those too. And. Uh, definitely just get say ready. hi yeah just, <laughs> just say hi we want to say hi back just exclamation point. You. you don't even have to say <laughs> words um and then yeah look forward to what if which is starting like elisa said in four days so i'm excited i'm so excited for whatever uh but that's next week so thank you all for joining <laughs> us again any last thoughts just subscribe We've got lots of content out, and this is really fun. So subscribe and say hello. Yes. Cool. And I think I will close by quoting my husband, who also, coincidentally, was a film major. And while we were watching this movie, he'd seen it before, but he said, Elisa, all I want is a really good X-Men movie. (laughs) And still he waits. (laughs) And still he waits. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, see you all next week. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.